Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Good morning, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. Good. We should apologise. We're a day late than usual. We usually do this on a Monday. Today is Tuesday. Yeah. My uh, fault. You had a prior engagement, didn't you? Basically, I had to go to the zoo with my son's year two class. Yeah, a bunch of six and seven year olds. I, I'd been promising him for a while that I would go along on a school trip, like right. you do once in a while. I don't think I've ever been on one with one of his classes. Were well, you just my waiting for a for. suitable one to come along that enticed I you? I was enough. looking for a good one, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, and you got like the zoo. some. Some just sound fucking boring. Yeah. Some sound like a pain in the ass. Like they got a boat up the river all the way to Greenwich recently. I was like, that could be fun, but fuck me. It just sounds so knackering. And the but potential the, for risk as well, if anything goes wrong. Risk as well, yeah. yeah if the be... boat goes down, yeah. there, <laughs> it will be awful to lose me yeah. as well as all those children. Exactly. So they have to be there. They've not got a choice. I've got a choice. So if I'm that, not going to be an if idiot. If that boat went down, you'd have to become some kind of hero and you would be, at best, yeah. a reluctant hero, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't need that kind of... You know what I'm like as well. I don't like attention. No, no, of course not. And or I like, there's two things I don't like. It's attention and admiration. Yeah, And yeah. so I try not to put myself in situations <laughs> where I could acci- become an accidental hero. Yeah, exactly. And that was my excuse not going. But this was, um, this was, I mean, like, you know, I told you, and to be fair, you had, no, when I told you what it was I had to do, you had no complaints whatsoever about me skipping the podcast. Of course not. Because it was um, the uh, school trip to London Zoo where there was a, a real, li- what they called a living nativity. Oh, lions. Lions dressed as Jesus. No, well, th- obviously, that's what I was hoping. I was hoping <laughs> that each animal would play a different character in the nativity. Yeah. Like the gorilla would be King Herod. <laughs> <laughs> the three wise men would be three amusing penguins. Yeah. But unfortunately, no, it didn't work out like that. But there were actors, which uh, in themselves, I mean, I thought the actors were great. At first, you think, oh, no, amateur dramatics. Mm. And you feel almost a bit sorry for the actors. But they put their heart and soul into it. I really like the kids didn't get any of the jokes. And the teachers weren't that engaged. So I tried to make up for it by really, yeah, as a performer myself of sorts. Yeah, of course, yeah. I felt some camaraderie with the actors who were freezing their bollocks off, dressed up as wise men and shepherds. Um, in a stinking like camel enclosure yeah and i felt bad for them and they'd made an effort to come up with some pretty decent jokes nice so i really over laughed i overcompensate for the rest of the the group (laughs) 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 come on kids don't be dickheads To be fair, they the didn't teachers... want to end up like this. They thought they'd be doing Shakespeare by now. The, I mean, the, the teachers, you see, they weren't laughing, but they're probably just their eyes were just glazed over at this point because it's almost Christmas, and yeah. some of them are probably quietly drinking from they're a hip sick flask. Of it. Hip flask, yeah. 
I mean, you know, these 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 teachers, you don't like to say anything at the end like, oh, I don't know how you do it, because that's what a dickhead would say. But I am thinking, I don't know how you do it, because I got on this coach at nine o'clock, and I'm now I'm home at the end of the day at 3.15, and I just want to go home to bed, <laughs> which didn't. I more or less did. I just went and lay on the bed and stared at the ceiling and for an hour, and I got home. didn't even have any homework to mark afterwards for five hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So well, that was that, but it was quite good. You know, there was a there was a woman playing um, Mary who was I felt slightly over the top, right? Um, and then there was Santa Claus who was lacklustre. So, but ten out of ten for the wise men and the kings, they were funny, and the animals were mainly to do with the nativity. So, although we did get to walk past the lions mm. who were asleep, and all the kids crowd in like fifty of them into one area of glass to try and see the lion from yeah. the front. But, see, I'm using my head. I'm right. like, you're never going to get a proper view there. Eh, let, I went to Len. Come off with me, son. This is yeah. the advantage of having your dad on the school trip. Yeah. I'll show you a different angle. <laughs> so we go to a down, round different side. I said, look through there. And he goes, I can't see his face. <laughs> and I go, no, but you can see his bollocks, can't you? <laughs> and he, he went, is that his bollocks? I went, yeah. Impressive, right? And he, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, awesome. He <laughs> He's seen a lion's face loads of times. He yeah. hadn't seen a lion's balls before. Hey, oh, you can come see, see li- your dad. You can see a lion's face under the packet of a lion bar any day yeah. of the week. Any day of the week. You don't see, there's no chocolate bars with pictures of lion's testicles on. That's the advantage of having your dad with you. Did he not I'm, like, thinking, I'm thinking around the problem. Did he not shout for all of his mates? Come on, everyone, my dad's found the bollocks. Nah, we sort of exchanged a little wink and a, yeah. ta- a tap of the nose. Like nice one. We know. The Delaney boys know how yeah. to do this zoo business properly. Right, well, we need to crack on with this, yeah. this particular episode because I've got a nativity to get there later on. Yeah, but there'll be no lion's balls year. in it. Yeah, but it'll just be kids. Uh, it's indoors, though, so that'll be all right. And the seats... Are you taking um, any cans? I'll take some with us, yeah. yeah Just some Guinness, because it's, you know, a bit Just, early in the morning. Yeah, breakfast Guinness. Breakfast beer. Um, well, let, let's look at the update on the Prediction League. Uh, yeah. It's quite fairly grim reading. Right. Uh, you got three points at the weekend. I managed to get four points, and ResultsBot got three points as well. So not a uh, lot of change at the top. Well, uh, at least he hasn't stretched his league. He hasn't stretched it. You know, the Christmas period's going to be very integral, I think, how this, this pans out over the season. Yeah. I'm on uh, 45, you're on 41 uh, results, but still four points clear at the top, 49 points. It's catchable, you know, like you say, he's mm. not streaking ahead. Uh, he might let his guard down a little bit over Christmas, but I don't really see how he can do that when he's pre-programmed to just predict 1-0 all the time. I don't see yeah, how anything's going to change. That's the beauty of results bot. Yeah. He just he can't we can't get inside results bot's mind. That's no. that's what we're struggling with. Well we can, but inside there is just one nil, one nil. Yeah, I one mean nil. we could un we could unscrew his metal scalp and start tampering with the wires, but what would be the point in that? We might as well just you know, he must have one of those buttons that means that he completely um shuts down. Yeah, probably. But then then this whole thing's over. Then we've sabotaged that, haven't we? And we, yeah, we come we've out of it looking like ranker. we come out of it looking like worse men than we already are. Yeah, we're more or less like someone who's three 0 down halfway through a game of Sabutio and just flips the pitch upside down <laughs> and walks yeah. off. I'm not saying we won't do that, perhaps at Easter, but right. at this point or, in time, what about Monopoly? That'll happen all over the country yeah, in a week's time. Christmas Day, yeah. Right. Um, well, so that's the prediction league out of the way. We've got no matches to predict till later on in the week. This is it.
I mean, the big story at the weekend was was Sky Sports on Sunday, Liverpool Manchester yeah. United, with uh, Roy Keane and Graham Souness on punditry duties. Did so you get a chance to watch been, it? We've waited our whole lives for this, haven't we? We so have. What happened was on Sunday I was out and about as you were, so I caught a couple of bits and bobs of it, especially at the beginning. Um, but like you, I recorded both the full coverage of Southampton Arsenal, yes, and uh, followed by Manchester United Liverpool or Liverpool Manchester United. And um, having just caught bits and bobs on Sunday, yesterday when I got in from the zoo and after having had my lie down, yeah, I um, changed into my pajamas, made a cup of tea, watched the full coverage, went deep in in depth, really deep, right yeah. from beginning to end, which stretches to about five hours worth of television. But obviously I was skipping through the actual football. Anything to any football, I was just skipping straight to any Roy Keane bit and Graham Zunas bit. And I've got copious notes. So, you know, where do we begin? Well, I'm, I'm going to begin at the beginning. Uh, it it mm. began with uh, Roy Keane sitting in the centre with Graham yeah. Zunas at one side. And I think it was um, Jimmy Carragher, Carragher to his right. First. They had to change things up throughout the day. Yeah. Because no one could, apart from Souness, everyone else had sort of said, and maybe they had it in their contract, (coughs) that they couldn't sit next to Roy Keane for more than 20 minute stretches at a time. Because it comes too intense. Only Souness was able to do the full shift. Exactly. So Keane was in the centre, man spreading, legs were apart. Massively. He was slouched slightly, you know, as if Mm. he was sitting atop an imaginary throne. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that uh, Souness was wearing a tartan suit. Is mm. almost some kind of psychological thing to, you know, enhance yeah. his Scottishness yeah. and put a marker down, if you like. Uh, they were both bearded. Yeah. Keynes was a lot fuller. Uh, I wonder if they perhaps had a beard contest over the week when when it was announced that they were both, both going to be doing this. Yeah. They said, okay, let's let's have a beard off. And yeah. obviously Keane won quite uh, quite dram- dramatically. Uh, Carragher beard, yeah. was wearing a suit jacket and a waistcoat, mm. like a little choir boy, I thought. He looked a bit. Carragher like seemed Carragher seemed to me slightly out of his depth yeah. when in that context. Yeah, I've he did a, seem there was a there was a childishness about him in that context. He's not yeah. usually no no. But next to those two men, he looked like a rabbit in the headlights. I've got in my notes. I've put the ponce that Christmas forgot. Forgot. Yeah, I don't know why I've I put that. But I, in my notes, talking about their appearance, and I, I noticed a lot. Roy Keane's slouched sort of very it was almost like a studied air of being chilled out and relaxed sort mm. of like this is normal for me I mean yeah. I'm I'm not in the least bit intimidated by being here out <laughs> of my occasion. comfort zone right um and uh you know and I thought that so I thought it was studied <laughs> and I also thought the whole bearded look increasingly with him is that he's trying to almost come across like an east coast ivy league professor Ah. Someone Tweedy, who mm-hmm. you would say you're studying at Harvard or Brown or Yale, he'd invite you into his small office full mm-hmm. of books to discuss the works of Updike and yeah. perhaps share a scotch. Yeah. Um, and I think he may have picked that up from Sebastian and Julian during his student years. Uh, and that's what he looked like to me. The other thing that I noticed was was that uh, Souness and Keane, I've just got this in my notes, I'm scanning my notes, it says, both surprisingly attractive men. Yes. I they were so. han- they're very handsome. Yeah, they're lean. They're well groomed. I mean, you know, b- admittedly, Keane's beard is a is a little bit scraggly in parts, but even that seems cultivated. Mm. And uh, yeah, they're both. In- I would say intensely attractive. Yeah, deeply so. I mean, you can see why Carragher felt intimidated with his kind of spitting image puppet features mm. that he has. 
mm. when when put up against Sunes and, and Keane and their their middle aged uh, ruggedness. The other thing about Carragher as well, I can't get away from this. Every time I see him on Sky Sports now, I just think to myself, "You spat into the car of a stranger." Yeah. And I can't get past that. No. Imagine if Lineker did that. Imagine exactly. if Ant or Deck. I mean, even Ant, with all the problems, the well-documented problems, the problems he's had, mm. which we sympathise with, because no matter how low things have got yeah. for Ant, he has never flobbed at a stranger in yeah. a car. It gets more mind-blowing the, the further away from it we get, the more we think That's about true. it. That's true. Every time I see Carragher on the screen, and whatever he's saying or doing, it doesn't matter how much sense he's talking, I just think you gobbed in someone's car window. And and also, listen to this, right? What are Keys and Gray out there in exile in the desert thinking to themselves, right? Yeah. Now, I'm no, I'm no fan of, of Keys and Gray in particular, right? But they were vilified for months. They were literally the pantomime villains of the whole country. It was yeah. the sort of thing that even politicians were commenting on, right? In the final analysis, what did they do? A little bit of carry-on uh, behaviour. Yeah, carry-on sexism. Now, I don't condone it. And perhaps no, it's correct that not. they lost their jobs. I'm not saying it isn't. But they're looking at Jamie Carragher now, who <laughs> flobbed into another person's car when his child daughter... In the direction of a child, the, the, yeah. The flob went past the daughter. She yeah. was lucky to just be leaning back and, and at the dad, right? They never did that. They didn't. As far as I remember, the worst crime of Richard Keyes, the worst documented crime, was, uh, <laughs> was uh, saying... To Jamie Redknapp, did you smash it? Now, that is salty talk and not the kind of language uh, I approve of. However, is it as bad as flopping into a car? I don't think it is, no. I'd be interested to know what Roy Keane thought about it. I'm sure he would have made his feelings clear to yeah. Jamie off, off air. Um, I've got written here that Sunes it looks tanned and more authentically relaxed than Keane. Yeah. Whereas Keane seems like he's making an effort to appear relaxed. Yeah. Um, Roy, uh, sorry, um, Graham seems to be saying, this is my territory, Roy. Exactly, yeah. You're on my turf. This yeah. is my domain in front of my home crowd. So yeah. show some respect because you're in the lion's den now. I'm allowing and Roy, you. Roy, <laughs> in exchange, seems to be saying, good. I'm glad I like a challenge. I have to keep moving forward. Every time I win something, I have to move on to the next challenge and test myself, face my fears, find out about myself. It would be easy to stay in my ITV comfort zone, but I thrive on challenges like this. Walking into the lion's den, putting my head right inside the lion's jaws and saying, go on then, have a bite, you dopey bastard. <laughs> that, that seemed to be the dynamic between them. There was more tension however well hidden in Roy than there was in Graham, because it was a home fixture for Graham. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the things that stood out for me, um, Roy switched the criticism away from Jose Mourinho to the Manchester United players on more than one yeah. occasion. Yes. And there was one line that he said, which was, uh, lads, 25, 26 years of age, roll your sleeves up and do your jobs. Mm. And that, that sighting of their ages there, that's the bit which he does in the book. That's the yeah. killer blow. Yeah. He's saying, you're not kids. You're 25, you're, kids. you're 26. You're not babies. I had belts by this point. Yeah. I, I, had, had, I had almost all my belts. You're not babies. I've been around the world. I'd taken belts off of everyone. So get your, get your sleeves up, do your job. And then it moved on to uh, Jesse Lingard's controversial launch of a clothing range last oh, week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gary Neville 
brought that up. He said, I've got no problem with Jesse Lingard launching a close range, to which Keane sort of visibly bristled. He sort of slowly yeah. inhaled and just rolled yeah. his eyes. Um, and Neville said, quite rightly, just don't do it in the week of the Liverpool match. Do it, you know, before we play Fulham or something like that. Mm. And uh, this this clearly got Keane's back up, and I think he was quite restrained, all things considered. He, yeah, I could see him straining not to explode at that point. Yeah, he said, um, you know, in a good, strong dressing room, that wouldn't be tolerated. Clothes! What do you need clothes for? What do you want to be doing going around with clothes? Who do you think you are? Do you think you're Coco Chanel all of a sudden? Jeff Banks! From off of the clothes <laughs> show! Oh, look, here he is. Fucking Trini and Susanna. <laughs> I tell you, you what. They had the right idea. How to look good naked. Or was that the other fella? <laughs> all you should be is naked. If you're not <laughs> playing football, I'd... If I was given a chance, if it wasn't against the stupid royals, I'd play naked. <laughs> because clothes are stupid, they're for babies. I'd wear a fig leaf over my balls for the TV, but that's all, nothing else. You come into this world naked, and it's only stupid bastards in, like your Jeff Banks and your Trini and Susannas of this world who encourage you to put on clothes. But if, you, if God made you naked, then why do you need to t- cover up? I'm wearing this suit today. Graham's wearing this suit today. But underneath, we're both naked. It's all we talk about during the ad breaks. We talk about how naked we are. Jamie, Jamie over there. As soon as there's an ad break, Graham and I will strip off. (laughs) The only time we're wearing clothes is when the cameras are on us because we're professional men and we know those are the rules of television because television is run by a bunch of babies. These suits, these suits, they're just attached at the back with Velcro. And as soon as the ads come on, we just stand up and take them off. And we stand and we look out this window behind us over at Anfield and let our scousers have a look at us in all our glory. Let's take a look at that, you scouse bastards. That's what a proper man looks like. Look at y'all in your silly clothes. What are they made of? Cotton. Cotton, because you're worried about your skin and it being a bit itchy on your skin. Oh, no, mammy. I've got a wee rash. Come on. Jimmy Carragher sat here. He's not naked. Under his suit, he's got a romper suit on. <laughs> uh, yes, he actually said, didn't he? People say you should have a life outside of football. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you should. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should. Yeah. Football should be your number one priority. <laughs> don't hide behind. And this is his list of things that he says people hide behind. Right. Your cars, your tattoos, your girlfriend or your agents. Yeah. Play your football and you can do all that stuff when you retire. <laughs> don't have, what do you get a car for? You don't need a car. You can walk to training. For God's sake, man. You can have a car when you retire, when you need to go to the fucking home base. Every get bloody weekend, you got nothing better to do with your time. Get yourself a bicycle. It's good exercise. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. need a car. Run. I tell you what you need to do is run. You, you, where are you going training? Up, up to the, uh, what is it, where they train? The Man United. Yeah. Carrington. Carrington. Is it Carrington you're going to? You run, it's only a short run. But Roy, you don't know where I live. I don't care where you live. Run to Carrington. <laughs> That's the only journey you need to make in the week. Carrington and back. Carrington and back. Carrington and back. Saturday, run to Old Trafford. Straight home afterwards. And two days a week when I got too much, I built myself a spider hole at Carrington on the outskirts. <laughs> and I used to sleep Just in it. do the same. Just do the same. Get yourself a shovel. Run to home base. Get a shovel. Run to Carrington. Dig yourself a spider hole. Oh, you're telling me you don't play for Manchester United? Well, in that case, I'm not interested. Do what you want. <laughs> and don't go try looking for my spider hole. It's not there anymore. I set it to light when I'd finished. I, lo- I loaned it 
to Juan Sebastian Ferron, you know. <coughs> but he made a complete mess of it, filling it up with all of his nonsense from Argentina. So in the end, I filled it with... I got some of my cousins over from Cork, and they filled it with cement. I didn't even tell Juan Sebastian. I was so furious with what he'd done with my spider hole. It was an insult to my legacy. He turned up one day. He turned up one day, and he invited friends over from Argentina for some sort of staff party in his spider hole. What did he find? He found it completely concreted over. He said, what are you talking about, Roy? I paid you for this. I said, well, forget it. You're in breach of contract. Read the spot. cousins there. No gatherings. Seamus and uh, and Murphy have just filled it in, and you can have a word with them about it if you want to. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross them. <laughs> uh, and the um, the the Southampton Arsenal game was enjoyable. The three goals in the first half, all headers. And Roy said, "Oh yeah, this is quite a, a, an interesting comment. It's always great to watch a headed goal." John <laughs> <laughs> thought was odd. There's there's not enough of those. I've- Graham liked it. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. Just, just going back just a bit, when he did that rant where about don't hide behind your cars and your agents and yeah. all of that, it was great. They cut to a wide. There was a close-up of him as he started to run, and I thought, oh, my God, he's heading for Pete Keane. Yeah. And then it cut to a wide, and you got the reaction of the other lads in the studio. <laughs> and Gary Neville was laughing nervously. Yeah. Um, he was laughing nervously. like, and, and everything he said when Roy was there was a little bit... You know, like how Gary Neville's usually full of conviction and certainty, mm. and he's on the front foot. Yeah. He'd lost that by a good 20 degrees this weekend. Yeah. And the reason was, he was more nervous about everything he said, and I could tell it was because Roy was there. And yeah. it was memories of what it used to be like when Roy was his captain. The old hierarchy we, returned, didn't it? Yeah, we know Roy had no respect for Gary as a man. As a fullback. So when Gary puts on all that kind of, I'm the Billy Big Bollocks here, like, yeah. Roy's not buying that, because no. Roy knows, I know what you are. I know yeah. what you are, Gary. You can sit here in your fucking TV studio talking all your fancy stuff but you and I both know that that day in the tunnel against Arsenal you were crying like a wee baby <laughs> begging me to come begging me to come and stick up for you and it was pathetic yeah. and we all remember that so your opinions count for nothing so he was there and he laughed nervously and sort of stared at his feet when Roy started ranting someone else was there and sort of chuckled nervously Dave Jones the presenter chuckled nervously but then I looked at Graham and Graham just narrowed his eyes and there was just a hint of a smile and you knew he was just thinking, aye, Roy, this aye, is good. That's good. I think this you said good, that. Roy. That's good, Yeah, Keep <laughs> going, Roy. <laughs> I'm warming to it now, Roy. Go on. You and me, Make Roy. Make love to me. 
Make love to me with your words, Roy. Your intolerance. Your deep, the fire inside of you. I can't wait for the next ad break so we could get naked again. Naked again. (laughs) But the other thing he said about Arsenal at half time. (laughs) Or it might have been full time. There's two. Oh, yeah. Full time, the Arsenal Southampton. First of all, they go. uh, Oh, no. At half time, Dave Jones said, oh. Um, he's made a, Unai Emery has made I think one or two substitutions <laughs> yeah. at half time yeah. what do you think and the other pundits went yeah it's really good it's bold it shows that he, yeah. he, he means business and Roy goes yeah I suppose you've got to admire his courage to make changes but at the same time you think well you should have got it right in the first place why'd you have to make changes now that is classic Kino from yeah. his book so you'll remember in his book what his, his thing is in the book is he'll sort of compliment someone, but then immediately go, but at the same time and say the opposite of what he's just said. So do you remember Rio Ferdinand? He's going, he didn't turn up and that's fine. I don't think Rio uh, ever took drugs. Uh, I think that people make mistakes and you've got to forgive them and understand that. But at the same time, I think, for fuck's sake, Rio, just turn up for the test. Take your fucking test, Rio. It's the same as, yeah, Unai Emery. I mean, you know, yeah, fair play to the fella. He's made his substitutions and that's courageous. But at the same time, Get your team right in the first place, you prick. <laughs> and then at the end, the best bit at the end was when um, the Arsenal goalkeeper had made that terrible mistake for Southampton's winning goal. He'd come out and missed a cross. Yeah. And then they cut to this footage that had in Ray- Roy Keane, with his keen eye, had watched the players at full time. Right. Because you know what he's like? he's like? I like to look at them. I like to see the body language. I like yeah. to see how they react. And he's caught the keeper, whatever that keeper's name is having a chat with Charlie Austin, who scored the goal. Right. And they show the footage of it. And you see them having a chat about what's happened. You can see them because they're miming it out. And the keeper's sort of telling Charlie Austin, oh, look, I thought I got it. And Charlie yeah. Austin's saying, yeah, I was just rating. And they're having a laugh. And Roy Keane's, as we're watching this footage that they're playing back, which Keane has obviously spotted, he goes, there he is. He's having a good chat about it afterwards there. <laughs> he should be getting down that tunnel, hanging his head in shame. <laughs> He was absolutely livid that the keeper who'd made the fucking big error that had cost yeah. him the game was always oh, having a good chat. Yeah. Look at him there. Oh, yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, it's a wee tea party. Why don't you sit down and set up a party? Why don't you sit, Why don't you get a few French fancies and a wee doily and a nice cup of tea and you can all sit down and have a nice big chat about it like a fucking mother's meeting? Or should you really be stripping off your clothes naked, going into that changing room and asking every one of your teammates to kick you square in the bollocks? Begging them for forgiveness instead of sitting out there talking about your Christmas plans with your enemy, <laughs> your swan enemy. <laughs> oh, what are you doing for Christmas? Oh, I'm going away for a wee prick with the kids. <laughs> you fucking prick. You shouldn't even be seeing your kids. I wouldn't let you see any kids of mine. <laughs> it's too much of a distraction. If your wife's got any fucking sense now, she'd be filing advance papers. I hope you don't get to see your wife naked because that'd be too much of a distraction. You should only ever <laughs> see your own teammates naked. In Manchester United's treble winning season, I did not see my wife or children once. And they tried. <laughs> Believe me, they tried. They came to the spider hole. They knocked down the door. They said, Daddy, Daddy, it's Christmas. Please come and see me. I didn't answer. I remained silent. I, I knew that it was the only way I could achieve my goals. I had to take out a restraining order against a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good bit of time in Liverpool, Man United, when uh, they were analysing Sadio Mane's goal. And soon as described the, uh, the pass-through for the goal as delightful. And I think oh, yeah. I saw King bristle a little bit of that. <laughs> delightful! Oh, delightful! Oh, have you been going wrong with that Ruddy Doyle fella? Using some yeah. of his big words, his big fancy words there. Delightful, is it? Delilah. What are we watching? Are we watching a football match? Are we watching that new remake of fucking Mary Poppins? You know the one with Emily <laughs> Blunt. 
It's a fucking joke. That's delightful. I'll admit that. I've seen a preview with the kiddies. It's a delightful film. <laughs> but the football match is not delightful. Never. I'm looking Nor forward should to go, it be. I'm looking forward to go to see it with Hide Yourself, one of the VIP boxes at the cinema, so I can get up and have a bit of a dance around. Which you don't <laughs> let you do see, normally in the auditorium. I'm going with the kiddies, the missus, and Steve Staunton's coming as well, because he fucking <laughs> loves that film. But I'm a bit worried, because he loves the original so much. You know how it can be. He might think this one doesn't live up to expectations. He might be disappointed. And it's nothing worse than a disappointed Steve Staunton at Christmas. <laughs> fucking ruin the day. I've been there before. Trust me, it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I had to give him the kiss of life once he was so disappointed. <laughs> Fortunately, we were both naked, so it was okay. <laughs> was a, there was a good line as well uh, about Liverpool's, I think it might have been the third goal. He's talking about Ashley Young's contribution. Oh, he's to furious it. with Ashley Young, Ashley isn't Young he? doesn't sense danger. You see it, you smell it, you feel it yeah. in your bones. The lad's nose doesn't work properly. I don't know why. I don't know why, but the nose is not suitable for a defender, at least. I'm not insinuating anything, but there's something wrong with his sinuses. <laughs> and then we I like it. Yeah, go, go on. on. He goes, at one point after the game, Dave Jones actually says to him, it's like they're trying... At this stage, you realise they're trying to wind Roy up. Yeah. And Dave Jones, who's like this nice, affable host, says... Yeah. Roy, can you ever imagine pulling on a Manchester United shirt and not giving it your best? <laughs> exactly. Loaded question, wasn't it? He drops that concept into Roy's head and Roy looks like he's going to fucking explode. And if you watch carefully, and I did rewind and watch Roy's reaction <laughs> to that question, because I couldn't believe the balls on, Dave, on babyface Dave Jones. Yeah. His eye just twitches slightly. Yeah. Like, it's, like he's gonna ex- it's like he's malfunctioned because he can't comprehend what's being said to him. <laughs> Roy pauses, then he keeps his cool because you can tell he's been through a lot of anger management therapy. Yeah. And he goes, I think they are giving their best. I'm going to turn that round on you, dear. I think yeah. they are giving your best. It's just that they're not good enough. Yeah. And that's when he, and that is a point at which also he changes wholesale, performs a complete U turn on what he started the day saying. Yeah. Because before the game, as you point out, he was going, I think the, it's not just Jose's fault. I think the lads, he's a good manager. Look at his CV. I think the lads have got to look at themselves. Are they putting enough effort in? I'm not sure they are. Then after the game, he's completely changed that and says, they're putting enough effort in. They're good players. They're nice lads. They're giving it the best. But the best isn't good enough. They're not good enough for Manchester yeah. They're good players for another club, but yeah, not for Manchester not United. One. It's like, I, I think you've got a point, but both points are contradictory. But, you know, who there is Dave Jones to say? No one's going to pick him up on that. There were a few contradictions from Roy. Before the game, he was saying that he thought United had enough to get something at Anfield. Yeah. He was talking yeah. about the pace they had up front and all that kind of thing. And then after the match, he said, uh, I looked at United and I thought, are they going to be found out today? And they were. Well, that's <laughs> not what you said before the kickoff, Roy. <laughs> you thought they could get something. You were talking about their pace and everything. But, uh, yeah. He says, what about that? Do you remember that bit where he goes, which is probably the weirdest bit where he goes, the scary bit is, you see the manager there saying we could still finish fourth. (laughs) And then he just pauses and he looks at Dave Jones angrily waiting for a response. He goes, you know, you know. And then he nods and everyone falls quiet because everyone's thinking, oh, I don't know what he wants us to say. (laughs) And he goes, you know. Man United, he just says that, Man yeah, United, yeah. and then just l- lets it hang. And still, these consummate professional broadcasters, as they all are, uh, they've frozen because they don't know where he's going. And they're even Sooness. No, I think Sooness isn't scared. He's the only one sitting there like, that's it, right? You've got him on the ropes now. I like this. <laughs> 
I like to feel discomfort in a room. <laughs> I never like a room. I never like a room to feel too comfortable. That's why I knew when they booked you, it was the right thing to do. This because people have been getting too cozy. They've been getting too comfortable. That's it, Roy. Keep this going. And he's like, you know, Man United. And then he leaves it at pause again, and no one says anything. He goes, but that's the reality we're talking about here. And then he goes, your eyes don't lie to you. <laughs> no one knows what that means but they just nod and go alright yeah fine you know as soon as they sit there going uh, yeah everyone thought when this booking was made that it would be adversarial between you and I but no this is a collaborative yeah. effort yeah you've come That's into it, my right. domain and you are just carrying on my good work here it's good <laughs> it's very good this is good and right. then of course said there uh, if you came from the moon today <laughs> yeah. and you looked at United and you didn't know anything about them, you'd say that's an average team. So he's introduced some kind of moon man in yeah. the proceedings. You know that? Do you remember that, uh, you know, this, uh, this Mr. Spoon from Button Wood, Moon? Button Moon. <laughs> Button Moon, Mr. Spoon. He's a fucking wooden spoon with a face. I was terrified of the cunt. He, I don't know what his agenda was, but he was up there the whole time on Button Moon. It's not our moon. It's a different moon. It's made of a button. I don't know whether it's a parallel universe or what it was, but he was up and down there like nobody's fucking business. And I always thought to myself, I don't want to cross this guy on a dark night. But just imagine to yourself now, the Mr. Spoon lands here at Anfield in 2018. And you say to him, Mr. Spoon, what do you think of that team out there, Manchester United? I tell you what I'll say, I'll say... They're an average Premier League team at best. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's back in his very liquid bottle. And off he goes. Be- and off he goes back up to Budmoon to do whatever the fuck he's up to up there. I don't know whether he's got a, a wee lassie that he's seeing on the side <laughs> that his wife doesn't, the Mrs. Spoon's unaware of. And, you know, I'm, I've got no interest, but I know some of the lads, they're easily strayed like that. <laughs> he's maybe got a woman on the dark side of Budmoon. He maybe yeah. drives over there in his little van. Visits her when Mrs. Spoon's asleep. He's very liquid bottle. That's what he goes around in. But he must have a van when he's when he's up there. Well, he he's probably got a van of, on the moon, yeah. Must have some kind of buggy or jeep, like what Neil Armstrong had. Yeah, like Buzz Aldrin and them. Yeah. Yeah, I went around on one of these golf buggies. <laughs> and you know that, uh, you know, Diego Forlan, he used to say to me, <laughs> you know, there was never a moon landing. It was all set up by the CIA. If you watch the footage back, you can see it all wobbling. It's like a Doctor Who said. I said, what the fuck are you talking about, Diego? You should focus more on the fact that your goals for games ratio is a fucking joke since you're right here on big money as well. And all you're doing the whole time is trying to tell me that Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong are fucking bullshit. I haven't got time to think about that. He used to say, if you watch the moon landing footage and then you watch an episode of Button Moon, it's almost exactly the same, but Button Moon's in colour. And I did look at it and I thought, I thought you had a point. <laughs> but you know Neil Armstrong he wasn't half the man Mr Spoon was because uh, the thing about Mr Spoon was he was the silent type he didn't go in for all this bullshit talk like all oh, this one step for mankind you, you know what Neil Armstrong tried to do he tried to make the whole thing about himself whereas Mr Spoon wasn't like that he was more about <laughs> I'm exploring space for the good of mankind I'm not this is not an ego trip for me this is about scientific discovery I mean, I'm only I'm only here as a one-off, David. You want to think about maybe getting Mr. Spoon as a pundit <laughs> in the future? Get him next week. The beauty of Mr. Spoon is he doesn't know the context. He's never heard of any of these teams. He doesn't even know what football is. And that's going to be his strength as a pundit. You sit in there, you say, Mr. Spoon, what have you just seen out there? And he'll fucking tell it to you like a man who's just come from the moon because he has. <laughs> okay, Roy. Uh, then 
it was my next note is um oh yeah there was a bit where Gary Neville comes back in and he basically has a meltdown. Yeah. Gary Neville has a meltdown about the state of the club. Yeah. To the extent that his voice kept getting higher and higher. <laughs> right. And it's not and the at first one point, time he's done Dave it either. Jones tries to ask him another question. He goes, Can you let me finish? <laughs> he snaps at Dave Jones, right? And he's just losing it, right? And uh, it, then it cuts to a wide, and it's getting embarrassing because mm. he's like, "And I'll tell you another thing: the players don't know what they're doing. It's not Jersey's fault. It all runs much deeper than that." He's absolutely he's been torn to pieces, right? And Carragher, Sunes, and the rest. Carragher, uh, who, who else was there? Carragher, Sunes, and Keane. They look, they look, they look awkward. Yeah. They look like. People at a Christmas dinner where the aunts got pissed and started going off on one about Brexit. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, oh, God, I don't really want to get involved. She's making a real, like, she's making an embarrassment of herself. But you can see Sunes is just like, this isn't good. Yeah. This is embarrassing. Carragher's like, pull it together. And Roy has got a slight, very slight subtle, if you rewind and watch it again, a very subtle shake to his head because he is pitying Gary. He's like, you're embarrassing yourself, Gary. Stop it now. That's enough. What, about, what did I tell you? A man should never show his emotions. You put that, you, you, your voice is going like a wee girl. It's, it's embarrassing. You shouldn't care that much. It's, it's, keep it to yourself. Keep it all buttoned up inside. Keep your rage in a ball in your stomach, just like I told you again and again in the Carrington days. Save it till the day you need it. You will need it one day, but you've got to save it for the right day. Yeah, but- Gary, do you know what you sound like? You sound like you've been at the fanny powder. <laughs> Gary Neville did what he's done a few times this season. He, made it, he, made, he makes this pitch for someone who knows football to take over the off-the-pitch stuff at Manchester United, yeah. i.e., Gary Neville. Him. Yeah. And he's You're done, right. I've seen that him do this a few doing. times now. Do you know what? They're all at it. All this so-called class of 92, yeah. which as we know, Roy Keane finds nauseating. And <laughs> yeah. uh, to be honest, I do as well. And it was partly Roy Keane's book that made me realise what a load of old uh, like self-aggrandising bollocks yeah, that is. Yeah, like, well, they created it. That's the thing. They sort of created the cult themselves yeah. by talking about the class. No one said the class of 92 until they made a film about themselves called the, the class of 92. And Roy Keane's there thinking, this is a load of bollocks. You're all phonies. And by the way, what about the rest of us? I was the fucking exactly. captain. What about Big Peter Schmeichel. Schmeichel and all the other people yeah. who fucking played just as big a part or bigger? So he finds it nauseating. And that class of 92 apart with the exception of Beckham he's too busy flogging fucking expensive Japanese scotch have you seen his advert his silly advert for no. whiskey no fucking ridiculous anyway that's another story he's supposed to be an example for the kids what's he doing selling whiskey that's, I agree I agree and uh, but the rest of them are just Skulls and Keane in particular they're just always fucking lobbying to well, get they've, they've, some they've sort of role Salford at United City Reds. they've got Salford City Reds haven't they that's yeah. their warm up to they try invented and take over another United. club because United wouldn't let them take over, yeah. so they invented another club. So they're, to they're take having over. a go. They're doing some practicing before they but finally get their feet under the table at United. The truth is, and I think it was you who said this first. I've, correct me if I'm wrong. The truth is, and this isn't even a joke. They should just put Roy Keane in charge until the yeah, end of the season. Absolutely, of course well, they should. This is what Dave Jones said at the end. Roy, what would a new man do? As if to say, what's your agenda, Roy? What's your blueprint yeah. for this club? We're we'll putting you in yeah. there tomorrow. What are you going to do? Yeah. And Keane deflected it and he talked about giving it to Pochettino because he'd be the best man for the job. Oh, and he would have been the best man for the job before Mourinho came in. That was quite obvious for what yeah. he'd done at Spurs. 
They um, couldn't... You know what? United, this shows how low uh, United have sunk since Edward Woodward took over. They've sunk so low in terms of the way in which they perceive themselves and they go about their business is that I genuinely think they knew Pochettino was the best manager out there, but they couldn't be bothered getting him because they knew <laughs> they knew that it would be like pulling teeth, getting him out of uh, Tottenham Hotspur. They dealt Daniel with Levy. Daniel Levy yeah. so many times before when they've been getting players <laughs> and they know it would be a long, long, expensive and painful process. Yeah. And the old man United would have gone in with a knockout offer, yeah. they would have said, this is take it or leave it. We, we, his release cause is this, but we're going to double that just to make this easy for you. <laughs> we want him to be our manager for the next 10 years. We're getting him. We're not- right? that's, how, that's how United operated when they were the biggest club in the world. Now they're like, eh, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. Maybe we'll just get Jose Mourinho because he's out of work. We can just get him. No problem. Let's just, get, let's just get him. Yeah. And it has been an... Uh, I mean, it may, I'm not joking, it makes the Moyes and Van Gaal era, Van Gaal era look like the sort of thing you'd look back on with misty-eyed nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all I've got in the notes. I don't know if you've got anything else to add. I'll just scan back in case you've missed anything. Just quickly, um, Nathaniel Klein. You're not a particular fan of his, are you, Roy? Klein. He's coming at right back today. <laughs> I'm not his biggest fan, no. I don't think he's the best defensively. And also, I worry about him in possession and going forward. <laughs> so you think both aspects. We go. Um, so Man United might think about targeting him. I mean, to be honest, that's stating the obvious. But you know, players keep themselves fit these days, so he's got that. I mean, a really weird, unprovoked, and massive attack on Nathaniel Klein. Like in one soundbite, he has literally dismantled everything about play. He's going, well, he can't defend. And he can't attack. And he's got no touch. But, uh, and obviously, any opposing manager, the most obvious thing to do to win a game would just be to target that one player. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, he might be quite fit because I've noticed a lot of the lads keep fit these days. You think, what's your problem with Nathaniel Klein? You never even would have crossed paths with him in your playing days. But he hates him. <laughs> kind of he weird. He keeps fit. Yeah. He's done, uh, he's done a number on him there. And the Klein's fucked now. He's inside his head. Keane's in his head. Klein's out for the rest of the season now, pretty much psychologically. Mm. He's done more. <laughs> Keane's done more there than Mourinho's done all season. He's finished him. Yeah. He's finished him. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's all of it. I think all in all, we were surprised that there wasn't any tension. But I think Sunes, no. Sunes approached it in a in a really interesting way because he was genuinely relaxed about it. He's like, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. to have Roy here. Yeah. It's good to have a like-minded individual. Exactly I'm happy. that. Exactly Roy that, yeah. was quite tense. And I also thought that whoever was producing the show that day did a good job of basically briefing everyone to needle Roy in a subtle way throughout. <laughs> they were dropping little questions in that they knew were, were just enough to kind yeah, of, you know, provoke the, the best done. sort of Roy Keane reactions. I mean, we could have barely done it better ourselves, mate. Exactly. It was beautiful. And I done. consider us the uh, the foremost Roy Keane, professors of Roy Keaneism, if you, if you will. I mean, perhaps Durham University could invite us to be visiting professors and run a course, We're like which class- is sort of a cross between psychology and what else would you call it? Sociology. Yeah. We're like the class of 92, but of Roy Keane assessment. Roy Keane studies. Self-aggrandizing. Sh- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, well, we're back on Thursday because we're a day late this week. So we're going to be back on Thursday with the next part of the Keegan Odyssey. And then yeah. we'll have a preview episode coming up on Friday. And then lots of Keegan stuff over Christmas. More, one or two bonus episodes, perhaps. 
So, um, stay tuned. Should we subscribe. talk about this? Should we talk about doing this? Because I don't know when this. Uh, we're doing a special one-off podcast with some other people, and I don't know when that's going to be released. Um, should yeah, we tell people to keep an eye on Twitter, or do you want to mention it? Yeah, now? Well, keep an eye on our Twitter feed at TF Time Machine. We're doing an episode of the what's it called? The the one one. It's show? called the the one show show, right? Uh, and it's yeah. presented by John Holmes, who's a fantastic broadcaster and comic. And it's a popular podcast in which they I've, they just review and analyse the one show. Yeah, um, and we're joining every, in this every week, week, aren't we? And uh, we're joining in, so it's sort of like a crossover between this and this and that. This and in that. fact, they should just call it this and that, the this and that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So watch out for that as well. Right, so that's it. I will be back in a couple of days. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.